Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 133075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to The Money on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 1st show. It is the most wonderful time of the year. And also in studio... Your co-host, Keelan Harvey, as well. We're your local mortgage experts, uh, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or a different day, you're listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the amazing guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 411 Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyhour.com. And the lineup for today's show, we have Joseph Kidworth with K-Law, Kidworth Group and Associates, uh, Collection Accounts and Public Records. Also in studio, Laura Curry with Difficult Happens, Curry Support Services, Stop Leaving Dollars on the Table, Why You Aren't the Boss You Should Be, and What You Don't Know it's, That's Costing You Money. And our last guest in studio, Sarah Frank with Real Marketing Solutions, Relationship Marketing in Digital Era, How to Show Up on Social Media. Great Again, great information and great guest in studio. For more information on any topics or topics that you'd like to have discussed on future shows, please call the show at one 855 1150 or online at com, and let's do a little money chat. Money. Money. So, Keelan, I'm really excited about the uh, the show today. I'm excited about some great things that we have also coming up uh, at our company, something going on Monday. Yeah, so super excited. Um, Monday, December 3rd uh, at our office, we are going to be presenting a check for an organization that we work closely with, with Gateway Mortgage Group. And what an amazing organization. It's called Folds of Honor. And you saw the actual check that came in on uh, on Thursday, walked into the office. Yeah, this uh, ginormous check. Huge. Yeah, I always wanted one of those. I don't know, just a giant check for something. <laughs> I used to skateboard and you'd see them like, oh, one day. Well, we do have a radio show. We can like make a check out to the money R and cash it out to... Uh, to Tina and Keelan. I like that. Just big <laughs> paycheck that I walk in. You always feel cool. Some I don't know. I don't know if they'll accept it or not. Giant paychecks. But anyway, uh, Folds of Honor. So it was founded in two, uh, 2007 by Major uh, Dan Rooney. He's an F-16 pilot with the mm-hmm. Oklahoma National Guard. He served three tours of duty in Iraq. Wow. I mean, the guy's seen action. Uh, we saw him at our sales rally last year in February. Yeah. He came and spoke and just an amazing guy. And the gal that took the stage, the daughter that lost her dad, that had all of us in in tears that was supported by the organization. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she got emotional. I don't think there was a yeah. dry eye in the in the house. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah, pretty, I mean, an incredible, cr- incredible organization. Uh, they've awarded more than 13,000 scholarships to, and it, it's a nonprofit, and what they're providing is educational scholarships to families of military men and women who've fallen or been disabled in combat mm-hmm. while serving in the United States. So yeah, love it. There's some something like two million dependents adversely affected by wow. losing somebody in 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 the war. So. And it's really great to work for such a great company that really um, uh, puts some finances behind something that they're 
uh, passionate about. And it'll be great to have the gal that's going to come and accept that. So it's Monday at our office. So if you're listening and you want any information for it, feel free to uh, just give the show or go online and get our address. What time is it at, Keelan? It is at noon uh, to one o'clock. Which I know it's blocked on my calendar. Victoria always keeps me in line, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Me too, actually. She does keep you in line as well. Yeah. Victoria I mean, is our executive assistant. A shout out to Victoria because she is awesome. But we are on track to uh, surpass $200,000 in annual contributions from our company. Wow. $5 from every... Gateway. Uh, gateway. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> $5 for every mortgage loan that we close uh-huh. goes to that organization. And so, so awesome. to be the ones to present a check yeah. to well, a We must be doing something special in the Bellevue branch. We're, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Yeah, yeah, we are. Well, hey, it was a great week for me as well. Um, you know, I run my coaching program, my One Time Your Business Eight Week Burn. It's a virtual live online course, so you can be anywhere in the world and participate. Uh, if you have any stress in your business and you're looking at take your uh, time management and business efficiency to the highest level possible, that's what I do is I help all business professionals. And uh, the first week was uh, this Wednesday, as always, my one of my favorite weeks. My first week's my favorite because everybody starts. I'm, you know, we get to know each other. They have no idea what they're going to experience throughout the next eight weeks. And um, so, yeah, that's what uh, happened for me this week. And personally, I know that you uh, you had a little success at the household as well. Yeah, I don't know the polite way to put this, but we had I know, our... I was wondering what, what word you might use on Mike. London had her first poo-poo on the potty. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as polite as I could go. <laughs> Gary's so, over there cracking up. And, and we, uh, we are five days without a diaper. And uh-huh. I mean, I was really selfishly hesitant on going down that path of uh-huh. staying with a crazy two-year-old in the house for three days consecutively. Yeah. But we have succeeded so far. Yeah, so. sometimes you like to have an office to come to and hang out with us. Yeah, helps yeah. the diaper budget, too. Yeah, a congratulations. Bit. <laughs> and, Angela, it's going to be a little bit easier uh, at the homestead for you as well. So a, a shout out and hello um, and a little wink to uh, to London. Um, and for me, I'm just really proud. I got my whole house decorated. And, you know, my husband, Dave, he brings all the stuff out from the garage. And I get everything all set up. And I've got some holiday parties coming up. And I do have to make mention because it is a success in the household at the Mitchell home. So, um, you know, Keelan, as uh, the co-host and a, a close friend and part of the team, that my, my, my stepdaughter's first wife, we have a great relationship with um, her and her at the time husband. They've been married forever and they have two kids, which is Stephanie, my stepdaughter's brother and sister. And so they lived in Colorado and they would always come out and either we would go to Colorado um, with Stephanie and go there or they would come to our house. Well, um, and April wouldn't care that I, I say this. April's my husband's first first wife. Wouldn't care that I'm bringing this on studio. And actually, Charlie wouldn't either. Well, Charlie and April have gotten a divorce. But mm. so they live in separate states now. April's in California. It's their first year since the divorce. And guess who's going to be at the Mitchell home? Not just her first husband, which is my husband of 23 years that we celebrate together all the time, but her second husband. So oh. they're all coming from, uh, he'll be in from Colorado. April will be in from um, from. California. The kids are coming. Her, My stepdaughter's brother and sister are coming in from colleges out of state, and they're all going to be staying in the Mitchell house. So you cannot make this story up. No, right? only at the Mitchell house. <laughs> I mean, at the Mitchell house. you are definitely going to be having fun if we you're are. at Tina's house. There's mm-hmm. always something going on. Good there times. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's our, that's our money chat today. Coming up next in the money are much more important uh, collection account and public records with Joseph Kidworth with K-Law, Kidworth Group Associates, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW after the short break. Are you struggling to connect with your target audience on social media? 
Are you trying different things on social media but not attracting the right people to your business? Have you experienced a decline in reach on your social media channels? Are you in a heavily regulated industry and not sure how to create content that converts? Real Marketing Solutions specializes in helping businesses in restricted industries create an online strategy that nurtures strangers to followers, followers to leads, and leads to paying clients. Through services like end-to-end social media management, social media coaching and training, digital advertising and online lead generation, content creation services, and group coaching and self-study courses, the team at Real Marketing Solutions is able to assist business owners at every level in business. This is Sarah Frank with Real Marketing Solutions, and if you're looking to jumpstart your social media, reach out to us on the web at realmarketingsolutions.net, hit the schedule button at the top of our website, and connect with us for a complimentary 30-minute strategy session today. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. And co-host, Keelan Harvey. You're local mortgage experts right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 1st show. It is a great day to talk about money. That's what the show is about, how to make money, save money, and have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today please call at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now, Joseph Kidworth with K-Law, Kidworth Group and Associates. And we're talking about collection accounts and public records. Joseph, thank you so much for coming back in. Well, hello, everybody. Good to see you all. Thank you for having me. Yeah, great smile that you have. Too bad that our uh, our listeners can't see your your bright smiley face. Right? Yeah. That would be wonderful. It would be. And, and we... the sweats that you're wearing today. Love that. Right? Uh, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for having me, yeah. by the way. You're welcome, Joseph. A little bit about Joseph. Joseph has been renowned in the financial credit industry since the late 1990s. He is first noted as a young financial advisor for the large worldwide insurance company, but over time has become known as a fine expert on the finance credit industry by fans and credits alike. Throughout his years of understanding the financial credit industry allowed him to collaborate with large banks and mortgage companies nationwide to restore and bring credit education to the consumers. At the present time and since 2007, Joseph has helped consumers to understand federal laws and state laws in regarding to the legal credit auditing as well as educating them on how to maintain a healthy financial lifestyle. Joseph has focused on providing legal credit auditing to the consumer against any credit agencies, creditors, collection agencies, and any company that do reporting on consumer credit reports with emphasis of forensic consumer rights and protection. Joseph is knowledgeable in both federal and state laws to help rehab your credit rating. Joseph, uh, glad to have you back, buddy. We, uh, we, we've talked quite a bit about uh, credit and how important it is. Me and Tina being from the mortgage industry, how important, Joseph, is it to take care of your credit when you're thinking about buying a home? Uh, first of all, that was a long bio. 
My goodness. Well, you wrote the dang bio. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria does give you a minimum amount of words to put on the bio. (laughs) I was like, the entire show is just so super bio. (laughs) It was awesome, Joseph. I like you so much that I used it even though you were over the maximum words. Goodness gracious. (laughs) Oh, that's enough from you, Joseph. (laughs) Show is over. That's it. That's it. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. (laughs) Thank you, Bob. Um, (laughs) So why is it important? Um, Because for many different reasons, especially when it comes to purchasing a home, Mm -hmm. um, as uh, the guest in, in, in the house tonight, in, uh, to, is it tonight? Well, we're in Seattle. Sorry. I know My time zone is there. messed up, right? Yeah. Um, we understand the mortgage industry, and it's very important to know uh, about uh, whether it's bad debt or good mm-hmm. debt. And and uh, I'm sure you guys know that certain debts are underwriting. It doesn't require to be paid, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So, but then that's a big mistake. Yeah. Why? Because if you do not pay this debt, if, even if it's a small one, and they do purchase a home, well, that's opened up a huge can of worms for collection mm-hmm. companies. Mm-hmm. Not for collection companies, actually for the consumer. Mm-hmm. Because now the collection companies has the power to put liens against that new property. Yes. So, and that's just massive, massive error that most people do. And they just do not understand because of the lack of education. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, that's and that's really the for. key thing in, in your arena. And I know that you work with a lot of our clients. And I just introduced you to uh, one of our financial uh, advisors that represents uh, here in the studio, and uh, just some amazing stuff that you're uh, you're doing, Joseph. And I want to I want to give you that shout out. So let's talk about bad debt and how that affects the process when you're trying to purchase a home. Sure, fantastic. Um, number one, uh, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, an underwriter do not require you to pay a uh, bad debt if it's under a thousand dollars. It depends on the loan type, but yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, depends if it's government conventional, yeah. If it's a collection account, mm-hmm, like for a credit card, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes even more than that. You know, if you've got conventional, depending on what the financings, the findings have to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So in a way, obviously, uh, um, it is good and it is bad. So what I do suggest to the consumer is to try to take care of these things prior to buying a home. Especially if an underwriter is advising you, look, it is okay not to pay these things because they're so minor mm-hmm. and it's not going to cause any problems during the loan process. Mm-hmm. But eventually it will cause a problem later on. Mm-hmm. And I have the perfect example. Are you guys ready? Okay, we're ready. All right. <laughs> Haul yourself against your seat because it's going to hurt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wish everybody <laughs> could see us in studio here. We just have so much fun. Go ahead, Joseph. I, Let's have, hear story. I have somebody I referred me this guy just the other day, and he called me up and said, Joseph, I need your help. So mm-hmm. okay. I'm selling my house. I, I purchased my house uh, about 15 years ago. Uh, I had a business with somebody else. Business went down under. I got a $14,000 credit card that we couldn't pay. Mm. And uh, my house is on the market and ready to close on the 12th of December. Mm. I said, okay, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. But here's the bad news. What are the bad news? Well, I called the collection company because I trying to close this deal, and I told them that I have a little extra money in my bank, and I wanted to settle this account. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. And they said, well, sure, we could do that. Uh-huh. Let's go ahead and give you a call in about an hour or so. Well, the collection company, as you all know, and I, mm-hmm. maybe not everybody knows around here, but you guys know mm-hmm. that I used to be a, a nationwide certified collector. Mm-hmm. So what this guy did, he just did a major research on the consumer's name and found out that there was a lien on his property for $14,000, as well knowing that the MLS show up at the house painting to be no closed. No way. And this day, it was for six and a half years ago. 
Wow. How can you help me, Joe? So I said, well, what do you want me to do? Yeah. They said, well, uh, I, I told them I'm more than happy to pay the 14000 They say they don't want 14000 anymore. They want uh-huh. 35000 Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's so crazy. So my point is, if an underwriter is advising you to pay, to do not pay small accounts, that's a big can of worms because yeah. if you let them go for years and yes. years to yeah. come and once it's time to sell your property because you just want to cash out or refive or buy something mm-hmm. bigger, that guess what? They put a judgment against you. Yeah. And, and that's why it's you know it's important to on Joseph to to have some really advice of what this is gonna look like because there's things that you think you should do that are common sense um, and pay off and there's other things that you shouldn't, right. it just really depends. Um, and I really like the fact that you've got the legal side behind as well because um, uh, your firm is 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 um, a law firm and so it has that legality side that can really come in and step in. So yeah. So Joseph, what if that, and in fact, they put a, and I know liens are tough. I mean, they got you, like you're talking about between a rock and a hard spot. That's kind of the ultimate lien. They know they're going to get paid. You know, oh, you can't, you can't do anything about it. And if you do something with the we home. We can hire Joseph. We can hire Joseph. Yeah. And he may be able to find a loophole, but it's mm-hmm. tough, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what can you do about that? Uh, speaking of Joseph and, you know, how could that affect you negatively in the future if that goes to that? Well, like I said, just like this gentleman that called me just yesterday, I mean, $35,000, that hurts. Obviously, he has $400,000 equity, so the collection company knows it, Yeah, right? mm-hmm. yeah. So remember that we talk about a big bonus check? Yeah. Guess who's going to get a big bonus check for Christmas? Yeah. The guy who's collecting is dead because yeah. they usually get 3% on the balance that they mm-hmm. collect, right? Mm. So my point is uh, make sure that these things are taken care of prior to buying a home. Yeah. Uh, because it will affect you. Why? Number one, a collection company can actually put not only a lien against your property, but a judgment. Yeah, yeah. and the key is to talk to an expert. I mean, even on the mortgage mm-hmm. side, you get people that, and I, they have all the best intentions of the world. You get online, you start Googling some stuff, yeah. and next thing you know, you start making some moves. And some of these yeah. moves can cause more harm than good. Yeah. And you really need to know an expert like Joseph or us in the mortgage mm-hmm. industry that can really navigate through this because there's a lot of bad information weird on the internet yeah. right and you know nothing that would um send to joseph but that we see on the on the side of the mortgage side when it comes to credit is the worst mistake is people paying off their credit cards you know they yeah. think they're doing a great thing not pay off but pay off and closing them paying off debt is good but closing those credit yeah. cards is can be devastating especially if you don't have a lot of uh trade history and, and joseph can come in and help out on that but it's after the fact it would be much better not to have to do that afterwards so joseph what about uh not paying off small collections and how that's going to affect after a purchase a home Sure. Uh, and like and going back to what I was just stating earlier, uh-huh. um, if you just let it sit after purchasing a home and you let it sit there, so uh, chances are that we're looking at about tons of money, not only in interest, mm-hmm. the collection yes. obviously will try to collect against you yes. because they have a lien against your property, court fees and attorney fees. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why it's really bad. And if it's a little tiny bit collection, it can turn from a $500 collection account, it can turn into normally about three, $4,000. Yeah. So, Crazy. you know, there goes your closing cost. Oh, that's tough. So I always hear the... and. A lot of people always say, oh, I'm just going to wait and just wait for it to fall off my credit. So can a collection company collect a lien? And he's already laughing about it. <laughs> can, it can they collect? We after thought there s- were good questions. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not so much. Uh, where's I heard, Bob? I heard, see, <laughs> I heard seven years or six years. Is there a, how does that work? Uh, let me tell you what. Liens, uh, once you have a judgment against you, um, they can renew every 10 years. 
Mm -hmm. Ouch. Yes. So, but if they do not have a judgment against you in the state of Washington, the statute of limitation is actually six years to collate about that. Mm. But if they do file a lien against, uh, not a lien, but um, a judgment against you, then sorry, too bad. So the difference there is from just a collection to actually filing a judgment and getting a lien, then it goes past the six years and now you're in trouble. Exactly. But see, collections are very smart because they know the statute of limitations is about to expire. Yeah. So they immediately go to court and file you know, a, a petition to get a lien against so-and-so person, a judgment, so they can go ahead and renew every 10 years. Jeez. Yeah, and you've talked about, too, that was really interesting the first time I met you, and that's when I knew I needed to have you in studio to uh, represent this this space, uh, was about with the collections and when you pay it off and how they actually then just sell your collection to another collection agency. Right, right. Yeah, so explain that to our listeners. Right. Because um, who would even know that unless you are in the industry? Yeah, or just hang out, hang out in bars. People talk a lot in bars, <laughs> <laughs> especially with Joseph. <laughs> right? Well, he just he just got back from one from his <laughs> long trip, and yeah, I'm still looking for a bub. <laughs> so uh, yes, it's it's actually terrible to pay a collection company, uh-huh. uh, especially uh, knowing the fact that majority of collection companies do not have any proper records to validate the mm-hmm. debt. Right? That's how they get deleted from with yes. you, working with you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you come to us, we will just mm-hmm. do the proper proceedings, and you're going to be just fine. But if you're trying to negotiate it, do it on your own it's a little bit tough. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So my suggestion is find a professional like ourselves that we can take care of you mm-hmm. uh, and just don't wait it out because I'll tell you what, a collection company will never forget about you. Yeah, you not when they, they can they keep do. making money. Exactly. Yeah. So kind of like their residual income. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah. And just, just so you know, uh, the credit bureaus and collection companies that are affiliated, they kind of yeah. scratch their backs. Yeah. That's why you get to see that stuff being reported again and again and again and again. So... Messed up. Yeah, they're pretty ruthless. I mean, any information that sounds like any information that you provide is going to be used against you. And that's pretty much it. And they'll do whatever they can yeah. to get their debt. I mean, yeah. that's their job. And they go to pretty good lengths. It's, 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 uh, it's scary. It really is for some people. What can people do? I mean, obviously, they're going to talk to you. Are there any general tips that you can give right out of the gate that maybe can help people to navigate uh, in two, in two minutes. In two minutes? Mm-hmm. Uh, some tips. Uh, well, number one, <laughs> number one, call Bob. No, number one, you got to uh, uh, understand what's on your credit report. Yes. So then you can just look at the problem, find out what the problem is, and tackle it. Just don't let it go or just wait it out. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a tip number one. Pull your credit report twice a year. It's very important. You okay. can just do it through one of those you know, mm-hmm. companies out there. Yep. Uh, and uh, once you know what the problem is, then find a professional so they can teach you how to read it. Yeah. Then you know exactly what to do. Now, if an account has not reached out a collection, a, 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 the credit report just yet, but it's in collection, I suggest to negotiate the debt prior going to your credit report. Got it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that's, that's going to affect, not going to affect absolutely anything on your report. Exactly. That's some of the tips. And that, you do um, uh, complimentary audits. Absolutely. At your, you know, and I think that's just yeah. really awesome to where you'll take a look at their credit. And I, you know, I've, I've said this before, but I'll say it again because it's just a good connection for me um, because I have gotten a speeding ticket before. And I Ooh. know that if you have an attorney and you, their attorney takes it to court, it's gone. I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know, I've never had a speeding ticket on my record, but that's why. I mean, the same thing with credit. You just need somebody to fight on your behalf. They understand how the rules work and where the um, violations are to their rights, mm-hmm. 
and how things are getting reported on the credit report or, as you'd mentioned, it's the documentation piece that really um, they don't have and they need to have. And so, yeah. So, Joseph, again, thank you uh, for all that you're you're doing in your arena. Thanks for taking care of our clients uh, in our mortgage uh, practice as well as the, uh, the listeners here of the show. Really appreciate you. I love to do that. It's my passion. Yeah, whenever you're here in the country. Uh, you know what? It is what it is. I don't yeah. want to go over that right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> next, next show. <laughs> next show, please. Yeah. Until Thank next you time. so much, Joseph. No problem. And coming up next in the Money Hour, stop leaving dollars on the table, why you aren't the boss you should be, and what you don't know is costing you. Laura Curry with Difficult Happens, Curry Support Services, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, after this short break. Are you struggling to connect with your target audience on social media? Are you trying different things on social media but not attracting the right people to your business? Have you experienced a decline in reach on your social media channels? Are you in a heavily regulated industry and not sure how to create content that converts? Real Marketing Solutions specializes in helping businesses in restricted industries create an online strategy that nurtures strangers to followers, followers to leads, and leads to paying clients. Through services like end-to-end social media management, social media coaching and training, digital advertising and online lead generation, content creation services, and group coaching and self-study courses, the team at Real Marketing Solutions is able to assist business owners at every level in business. This is Sarah Frank with Real Marketing Solutions, and if you're looking to jumpstart your social media, reach out to us on the web at realmarketingsolutions.net, hit the schedule button at the top of our website, and connect with us for a complimentary 30-minute strategy session today. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. And co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 1st show. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast to talk with the guests that we have on the show or... Uh, make any suggestions that you have for a future so show, feel free to call in at one 855 1150 Again, that's one 855 1150 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now, back by popular demand, Laura Curry <laughs> with Difficult Happens, Curry Support Services, Stop Leaving Dollars on the Table, Why You Aren't the Boss That You Should Be, and What You Don't Know Is Costing You. Welcome back, Laura. Thank you so much for coming in again. Thank you. It's so great to see you guys. <laughs> And a little reminder about uh, Laura, a little bit about her. Laura is a podcaster, speaker, and an author of Difficult Happens. Defensiveness, miscommunication, and confusion cost you time and money and may lead to ill will. Leaders and business owners hire Laura to help them create strong boundaries, recognize triggers, and identify responses that lead to conflict so that they are able to navigate and minimize those difficult situations with grace. With 25 plus years of experience in high conflict positions, she has a unique and intuitive understanding of why people act and react the way they do. 
So, Lara, we've all had, I, I think being a leader is an art in itself. We've all had those people that are really good at what they do, and then they transfer over to this leadership position, and they can, you know, try to get a message across, and it just doesn't come across the way they, they wanted it to, and it could be abrasive. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what are some of the top three mistakes that you see that leaders make with all the people that you work with? You know, I'm so glad you mentioned that, because we start businesses because we are great at what we do, yeah. mm-hmm. not because we're great with other people. And, you know, you hope that you are, or else your business won't succeed, mm-hmm. but, you know, our passion is the work that we do. And I see these these top three mistakes consistently with the people that I work with. And one of them is ignoring a micro boundary breach. Mm. Another one is tolerating a good enough employee. And the third one is not training your frontline staff to effectively deal with people. So I, I love those, uh, those tips. So Laura, let's talk about what is micro boundary breach and why is it the most dangerous? You know why? Because they're so easy to ignore. Uh-huh. You know, someone starts to call you off hours or they start to ask you for your work product for free. Or maybe they just speak disrespectfully to you. Mm-hmm. When you start to let those little tiny things go, well, it can really lead to a tiny crack in the wall that breaks yeah. wide open. You're basically letting people know that, sure, you can treat me like that. Yeah, and you know, and in my coaching program, I do one of the mind shifts in one time in your business is rejoice in the small successes because the small successes are going to have a ripple effect. On the same hand, just what you're talking about, those small not successes or those small irritations are going to have a ripple effect. So you've so got to true. really nail it. Yeah, love yeah. that. Yeah, it kind of takes you to recognize that too as an individual. You can let these things happen and they mm. it's like Tina just said, you sweep it under the rug and next thing you know, you have this elephant in the room that they might not even be aware of. Well, it's kind of like a marriage too. Yeah, too yeah. Hey, <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. This is there, an all-around thing. Like, I wasn't talking about my marriage. Oh, I was going to say, I'm not getting in trouble. Gonna... <laughs> Others. Other people. Other people's, other people's other people stuff. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, about um, what is so bad about a good enough employee. Tell us more about that as, as a second rule. Yeah, you know, Google's quest to build the perfect team uncovered this concept called psychological safety. They could build a great team if everyone on the team felt psychologically safe, which basically mm-hmm. meant no one's going to make fun of me behind my back. No one's going to diss my, my ideas. Cool. You know, I just feel safe in, in, in talking with my team members. When you've got a good enough employee and you tolerate their behavior, everybody knows that they're not holding their weight. Everybody knows yeah. that they're kind of phoning it in. Mm-hmm. And when they see that and they see you tolerating it, it really kills morale. Yeah. And they might feel like they can't say anything to you. And so they then feel psychologically unsafe, which can really impact morale. And, you know, it can lead to a really dysfunctional team. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, I mean, we all know in leadership and uh, company leaders that you have to have a great training program set up in, in all areas of the business. But I really doubt that there's a lot of them that do this at all or definitely not at a high level in one of what you talk about is training your staff to deal with people. So mm-hmm. that seems like it would be a common um, thing to do, but you don't see it a lot. So can you talk a little bit about that, Laura? Sure. This is why I am so passionate about what I do. I love to get in there and in, in just one half-day workshop, Uh the entire team can understand how to identify when people react in a way that may go off the rails. You know, in the work that I used to do as a guardian for the court, I would see frontline staff members in uh, law firms 
where, you know, it's divorce attorneys mostly, and they're talking mm-hmm. about custody for children. So mm-hmm. right away, a little bit of a difficult situation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> People are coming into it a little triggered, a little worried, yeah. you know, and you get some frontline staff member that is disrespectful or dismissive mm. or on their phone doing their thing, snappy chatty or whatever, it can really set people off, yeah. you know, and when you don't identify that. So just letting your frontline staff know about how to recognize a triggered reaction, mm. how to listen in the way that people feel heard, because there are many different ways that people feel heard, yeah. and just being respectful, it can be such a simple thing, you know. And which is a you know huge benefit just dealing with their coworkers with inside the company. So this is an internal training of internally how to work together as well as externally how are you treating your business partners and clients, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because you may have an extrovert in the office yes. who is so much fun to some people. And then mm. you've got an introvert in the corner who's like, for the love of all things great and small, please be <laughs> quiet so I can do my work. But if you don't, <laughs> if you don't understand the differences and, yes. and you can have that psychological safety where you can mm. say, hey, Bob, you know, <laughs> I'm going to need you to tone it down a little bit. You know, can we do that over the lunch yeah. hour? Bob or, needs to come visit us in yeah, studio this Bob today. Guy. <laughs> who's this Bob who's, guy? Who's Bob? He's in trouble. I know yeah. that. He's in big trouble. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that, Laura. Like, you know, even when you hang out with your friends, I think it's like it's like melding a cocktail, right? If you just throw like this wrong ingredient in there, like black li- licorice, duh, doesn't go yes. well in this drink. <laughs> Like, I'll purposely invite different groups. I'm like, no, Steve's not coming today. It's going to be a mess if Steve comes to this group, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so you are good. Well, hey. Uh, so Who wants black licorice? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. To each I like their the own, purple. I guess. I'm, I'm good. But, you know, personality types are a huge thing. So could you tell us a little bit about the kind of conflict and personality types? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we all have a conflict personality type. And it gets expressed when we are defensive or anxious or feel attacked. We get shut down or embarrassed, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when you get that conflict personality style up against somebody else's conflict personality style, oh, well, it's like a bomb going off. That's when conflict can really escalate. And so knowing this, uh, Laura, and, and training people and teaching and coaching around it, you're actually able to get these conflicting naturally based on personality type, complete opposite, be able to come into a marriage of a relationship within the company and and work as if there were no issue, correct? Exactly. Once you identify your conflict personality style, you can know when it's going up against somebody else's. Yes. Yeah, I love that. So what about a conflict conflict personality type and how that can impact your your ability to lead Mm -hmm. an organization? Well, so there are four main types of conflict personality style. There is the controller. They're kind of of perfectionists. Mm -hmm. There is the pleaser and they're the helpers of the group. There is the victim, and I think we all know a victim mentality, and Mm -hmm. then there's the avoider. Mm -hmm. The avoider can be very difficult to deal with, especially if you have a, a controller conflict personality style because you want to, you know, you want them to do what you want them to do. You want to kind of micromanage the situation. But when you get an avoider, boy, they can slip right out and you can't nail them down. Mm. So when you know your conflict personality style, and you know your employees or even your clients' conflict personality style, you can come up with a strategy to effectively communicate with them, especially over difficult topics, because when you feel defensive, guaranteed that the other person will feel defensive. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. By the way, for the record, I don't have a friend named Steve. I just want to let everybody know. (laughs) Okay, thank goodness. Uh, Is his name Bob? I I felt like, no, no Bob either. Well, I don't know about a Bob. (laughs) But Steve doesn't exist. Let's talk about Laura's book. Yeah, let's talk about about Laura's book. (laughs) 
In your book, Difficult Happens, how trigger boundaries and emotional impact you every day. You talk about impact triggered reactions have on all of us. What does this look like, Lara? You know, I'm glad you asked because this is trigger season. Hey, welcome oh, to yeah. it. Oh, Tis the season. <laughs> yes. And it's a perfect gift to give your Aunt Mabel if you're looking for a <laughs> gift. <laughs> but, you know, we are triggered every day in many different ways. And uh-huh. I, I want to be super clear that this is not a trauma trigger, not mm-hmm. an emotional trauma trigger. Okay. I'm talking about a trigger reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone uh, judges one of my podcasts and says, you know, Laura, I heard this podcast, but boy, you had a lot of ums and ahs and you sure are a heavy breather. I'm going to feel triggered. I'm going to, yes. you know, I'm going to go back and I'm going to kind of feel defensive. And basically when you're triggered, you're defensive. And yeah. when you're defensive, they're defensive. And that is a recipe for conflict. Disaster. Yeah. 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 Difficulty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> difficult so happens. how do you know when you were triggered? How, how, how does that look? Yeah. Have you ever heard those phrases, um, shouldering a burden or pain yes. in the neck or sick yeah. to my stomach? We, our, mm-hmm. our body keeps the score. Yeah. Every emotion that we have, we hold physically. Yeah. So I know for me, when I start to feel those raised shoulders or I hold my breath or my face feels flushed, something's going on. Mm-hmm. So you got to check in with yourself. Also, if you feel defensive, what's going on? Why do you feel defensive? Mm-hmm. Just, just take, a, take a beat, take a break, and check in with yourself. Well, and I, I always say in everything, you know, if you just follow your, I call it my navigation system, but mm-hmm. it's your gut or your intuition. You just follow that, it'll never steer you wrong. But it's actually being able to recognize what that feels like and know that that feeling really happens in the, happens in the first few seconds. Yes. Otherwise, it starts to steer you in a different direction that's not real, correct? Oh, yeah. And so yeah. many of us spend so much time, especially around the holidays, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just like, oh, no, let it go. Just ignore it. Just ignore <laughs> yeah. it, you know. And that can really, all of a sudden, you're blowing up at your cat for no reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this could be very... A cat named Bob. Uh, that's yeah, who Bob that's is. Right. The cat. <laughs> I might change my cat's name. That's kind of cool. <laughs> It's a bobcat. It's a bobcat. Jeez. Never mind. I won't go there. There's a really cool cat you can buy that looks like a bobcat, but whole nother show. I'm interested about that. Okay. Um, what about how do you know when you uh, trigger somebody else? I, I was once talking to a client of mine, and all of a sudden they got a little curt, a little short, you know, and they, oh, got to go, got to go. And I'm like, oh, it, oh, wait a minute. I think I triggered them. <laughs> when you're talking to someone and the entire demeanor changes, it's sort of like the air in the room changes yeah. or their behavior changes or they get defensive or maybe a little aggressive. Something's going on. More than likely you have triggered them. And so what do you do about that? I mean, how can you fix the situation so it's not going to have a ripple effect? The first thing you do is acknowledge that you've triggered them and slow down. Pace, uh, their, pace the way that they're speaking. Okay. So you want to give them a lot of time to kind of process because they might not even know that they've been triggered, right? Mm. And the second thing that you do is you kind of want to figure out what around it, what was the topic that you were discussing before the change in behavior? Interesting. Well, so it was more than likely a topic trigger. Or was it the verbiage that you were using? Mm-hmm. Maybe you, you were using some verbiage that they found a little offensive. It could, could have been a verbal trigger. Yeah. So there are many different types of triggers. And when you know the different types, you can identify what it was and clarify and verify. Yes. Sometimes doing just that is all you need to do. I love that. And it sounds like just like a personality you know, profile, just really understanding how each of those work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can really work around and you can get along with everybody. And that's sure. really what life is all about, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Laura, thank you so much for coming back in studio. It's always a pleasure to have you here and I uh, look forward to having you back very soon. Thanks. It's always a blast. And let me know when you want me to come back on your podcast. Ooh, mm-hmm. mm, love it. All righty. <laughs>
Coming up next in the Money Hour, relationship marketing in a digital era, how to show up on social media. Sarah Frank with Real Marketing Solutions right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Are you struggling to connect with your target audience on social media? Are you trying different things on social media but not attracting the right people to your business? Have you experienced a decline in reach on your social media channels? Are you in a heavily regulated industry and not sure how to create content that converts? Real Marketing Solutions specializes in helping businesses in restricted industries create an online strategy that nurtures strangers to followers, followers to leads, and leads to paying clients. Through services like end-to-end social media management, social media coaching and training, digital advertising and online lead generation, content creation services, and group coaching and self-study courses, the team at Real Marketing Solutions is able to assist business owners at every level in business. This is Sarah Frank with Real Marketing Solutions, and if you're looking to jumpstart your social media, reach out to us on the web at realmarketingsolutions.net, hit the schedule button at the top of our website, and connect with us for a complimentary 30-minute strategy session today. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to the Money Hour with your host, <laughs> Tina Mitchell. And co-host, Keelan Harvey. You're a local mortgage expert right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 1st show. We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in all arenas regarding your financing. And that's what the show's all about. That's what you'll receive by listening each week. And if you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. But we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 1- 855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And last in studio, we have Sarah Frank with really with Real Marketing Solutions, Relationship Marketing in a Digital Era, How to Show Up on Social Media. Sarah, first time in studio. Very excited to have you here. Thank you for joining us. It is. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yay. And a little bit about Sarah. Sarah is a creative, driven, and radical, authentic digital marketing strategist with a head for marketing and a heart for entrepreneur. Sarah's professional experience lies in the mortgage industry, like you and I, Keelan. Hey. Uh-huh. Uh, where she spent nine years as a top producing loan originator, building two highly successful businesses in Las Vegas, Portland, and Oregon. In 2014, Sarah founded Real Marketing Solutions, a creative digital marketing agency that specializes in helping businesses in restricted industries such as mortgage and real estate. Create an online strategy that nurtures strangers to followers and followers to leads and leads to paying clients. Love it. Love it. I like the bio. Very creative. Thank you. Um, Can you share with us just a bit about your background in the mortgage industry and how did that lead you down the path of doing the work you do today? Why'd you leave our great industry? Because I I have to help you show up online now. Exactly. Well, I actually grew up in the mortgage industry quite young and before social media was even a thing. Mm -hmm. So now I'm able to take what I learned in the mortgage industry and help 
loan originators show up online. But before social media, remember those days where you had to go out and shake hands and give business cards and beat Mm -hmm. down the door and show up? Well, in doing that, I learned that really I wasn't marketing the brand or Uh the company that I worked for. I was marketing myself. And that's really how I built my businesses is by setting myself apart in the industry And as years went on in the industry, I realized that I could actually help other people do this. And as social media became a thing, it became really apparent that the mortgage industry specifically was getting left behind in marketing because it's so heavily restricted restricted and regulated that it's hard to really show up online. Yeah. So I transformed out of the industry but still have a heavy hand in the real estate and mortgage industry and really helping businesses just in restricted industries get their voice out there online. So my passion was always marketing and marketing Mm -hmm. myself, and now I get to do that with all of you. love that. I love, you know, you said something I really like there. A lot of people, professionals, get caught up in the company. And, pe- mm. you know, your company's important, don't get me wrong. But people want to know about you. They want to know about, like, what sets you apart? What's your brand? Who are you? How can you help them? You know, and that relationship is huge. You can't just go out touting your giant company and expect people to be excited about working with you. Well, and that's the thing specifically with social media is. Remember when we opened up our Facebook accounts and you got on Facebook for the first time? Mm. You did that to connect, mm-hmm. yes. right? And if we're always marketing a brand, we're missing the connection piece, which is what attracts people. Yeah. So really everything that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk mostly about the mortgage and real estate industry mm-hmm. today, but everything we're going to talk about is applicable to any industry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Plug and play. Love that. So what is a common misconception about social media marketing and the mortgage industry? Yeah, this is my favorite. Because it's so heavily regulated, uh-huh. I'm going to ignore it. I'm just going to ignore oh, marketing okay. on social media yeah. until I there's another choice, yeah. which we all know there's probably not going to be another huh. choice. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, and you listen to the disclaimer when our show starts about Gateway. They yeah. are not part of this radio show and don't, you know, so you just have to have that proper um, yeah. way of marketing to where there's not the risk of, you know, the company side. Yeah. And there's another conception which you see out there with, or misconception that you see with a lot of mortgage originators is that they're always just sharing the content that their company produces for them. And unfortunately, Mm. that is missing the connection piece. And therefore, they're always going to come and say, I'm not getting any engagement Mm -hmm. on my content. Nobody's following my page. Well, you're not giving them any reason to follow your page. Exactly. So, you know, really setting yourself apart is super important in the mortgage industry. And I think people get a little bit scared because, you know, one of the companies I work for, I can't use the word best, even if I'm talking about a client. Like, I cannot use that word. Mm, It's mm -hmm. compliance has completely blocked it. So they're like, what can we say? You know, what can't and the time it takes to go back through compliance. Exactly. Just deters them from wanting to do it at all. But it's so, so important because we're in this digital era right now. Yes. And it's not changing. It's not going away. No, definitely not. We can wish it away all we want, but it is definitely not going Mm -hmm. away. Yeah. So, Sarah, what about the real estate side? Yeah. So with real estate, you see commonly that their real estate agents are kind of everywhere. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. showing up everywhere, but they're not really putting the quality into their content. Mm-hmm. It's more promotional based. Mm-hmm. So they're they're still missing that connection piece. Connection is just really important. And some of the stuff that we see work the best, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, is really the the content that is personal. Mm-hmm. And when we get yeah. too wrapped up in our business and, you know, showing houses and all of those things, that's great. But we want people to get to know us 
not necessarily our brand and our business because we want to do business with people, not businesses, right? We want, I'm going to hire you because I know you, I like you, and I trust you. It's all about the connection. Right. And that's the same philosophy that we have to approach social media with. So sometimes I see real estate agents, they're out there on every platform, Mm -hmm. but they're not really doing good at any of the platforms. They're just kind of putting content out. For me specifically, what I would recommend in this scenario would be figure out where your clients are. Mm-hmm. If you're a downsizing specialist, you're probably not going to have much luck on Instagram. Uh-huh. <laughs> so for me, I would recommend you know nurturing Facebook if you have a good following on there mm-hmm. and LinkedIn as opposed to posting on Instagram because if you, if that's really your clientele, you're gonna they're not on Instagram. So sometimes you see them tackling different um, social media channels that aren't necessarily a good fit for where they're at in business. And we usually say it's not really about like how far spread you are. It's about picking the platforms where your people are. In the old term, it's not about the uh, quantity. It's about the quality of the social media platforms that you're out there. Yes. So you talk a lot about uh, relationship marketing in the digital era. So can you talk a little bit more about how do you do that when yeah, it comes so, to social media? So with social media, I like to think about how often, and, and a lot of people are uncomfortable with this. Let's just be honest. Putting ourselves mm-hmm. out there as the front of our businesses is not always comfortable. Sometimes it feels a little uncomfortable. And for mm-hmm. a lot of people, it does feel uncomfortable. But that's really what want, people want to see. They want to yeah. get an inside look at your business and what it's like to be a client with you. Yes. And that's that the behind re- the scenes. That's the behind the mm-hmm. scenes. That's what we really focus on it, with our clients is specifically how can we create content that builds a relationship yes. and really makes them stand out in a human aspect, not in a, a corporate aspect or mm-hmm. a um, company aspect, but in a personal like if I'm going to buy a home from you yes I want to know you yeah right and no matter if you're at Gateway or somewhere else I'm going to I'm going to call Tina right I mean that's just the reality of, Mm -hmm. of business so it's it's about creating a content strategy that nurtures relationship building. And you do that through photos with your clients, through Mm -hmm. showing the behind the scenes of your business. I mean, even some of the features that you see now, like Instagram and Facebook stories, they might seem a little uncomfortable, Uh but it really is. It's so live and so you that it's really hard for people not to be able to get to know you. So when you're talking about meeting people online that don't already know your business, Mm -hmm. That's how they're going to get to connect with you and and figure out who you are in a personal setting to know if they can build a relationship with you. Because we're in this world now where we have this opportunity to connect with people that never would have known our business. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Social media gives us that impression is before you meet anybody now. I mean, it's face to face. It's all online. Yeah. So social media Mm -hmm. gives gives us this platform that we can um, connect with people that wouldn't already know our brand. But that still doesn't mean that just because they see our Facebook page, they're going to buy a home from us. Sure. They still have to get to know who we are. So that that relationship content is really important. So on that note, because we have a lot of real estate professionals that we obviously work with and that come in and represent uh, real estate here on the show. And what would you give on an advice on a personal page in in how to a, a percentage or when, you know, you see a, a lot of homes, you have got a new listing that's coming up. And what is that that magic? Yeah, there, the magic number, yes. the percentage. It's, yeah. it's hard to tell. But what I always like to say is think about for every piece of promotion that you're putting out, think about a piece of personalized content that you can put in there. Okay. And sometimes it's just a photo of you in front of your listing with your sign or a okay. photo of you with your dog in front of your listing with yeah. your sign. 
What is that's that? That's a really great idea. I brought Bob here today in front of the house. The Bobcat. Bobcat. <laughs> Take yeah. Bobcat with Take you, Bobcat. right? Yeah. We got um, him on the third one. Yes. yes. We got him on the third segment. All right, Bob. So we got Bobcat in, in front of your listing sign and sold. And it, those small things, animals do really well, by the way, yeah. too, in social media. But it's those small things that just show that human side. Yeah. It, you know, it's not your profile pic where you look. Perfect. Exactly. It's you out in the field in industry. I need to borrow London. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, yeah. take London please. with you. For the love of God, please. Anything <laughs> you want. Or you with your clients, right? Yes. You at their closing, you stopping by and taking a picture in yeah. front of their house. Those types of content you mm-hmm. really can't pay money for. When you put those types of content pieces out, mm-hmm you're not going to have to pay yes, money because yeah. you're going to get the engagement that you really want. And that's what really matters. Yeah. Sarah, what about uh, your anticipation of social media trends for 2019? Where are we going? It seems to be evolving constantly. And it's it's really actually even hard to keep up with. You know, where are you seeing us go with social media here in the next year or so? Man, I might scare you on this. Oh, no. no. So video marketing was obviously really huge in 2018. It's going to be just as big, if not bigger, in 2019. Um, there's the new features of Facebook Messenger bots that are getting great conversion rates and people are using. Um, anybody and what did that, you say that again? It's Facebook Messenger bots. Bots. Yes. Okay, we'll talk afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You're going to want to hear about this. You got me? Okay. Facebook Messenger bots. And then really telling your brand story, using Mm -hmm. the features like Instagram and Facebook stories to connect. That connection piece in the new year is going to be very, very important. It already is, but there's a lot of businesses that aren't really using it. And that's where you're going to get seen the most. And then obviously we're going to see a big push for AI, artificial intelligence. We're already seeing that. That's what your Instagram stories and Facebook stories are. Um, that's going to come even further and take mm-hmm. over digital marketing. In my opinion, at least by 2020, we're going to see a lot. And that piece is exciting. Yeah, I, mean, it I, is, I think so. I mean, scary. It depends. I was going to say well, it's kind of you know, scary. I, I think it really depends on it depends on who you talk to, but it depends. So we've got a you know one of the mindsets of my program, uh, taking the hard road, which is about change. So it's always changing, but there is nothing out there that is more efficient for us in having an efficient life, well, business which defaults to our life than technology. So Mm -hmm. being able to advance through that process and I'm not doing anything bad. I don't care what anybody, you know, and the idea that I can really get connected very efficiently and, and know what's going on and what's out there in the target market. I'm just really excited about it. So uh, no scare there for me, but I do, um, I am excited to hear about all this, this stuff offline. So as we wrap up our time here uh, together, Sarah, what about a a tip that you could provide on social media for our mortgage experts that that listen to the show and the real estate Uh, experts, your prime clients. Yeah. So consistency is always the biggest thing. You you can't post one thing one time in one month and expect that they're going to remember you next month. You have to consistently show up and the quality of your content is going to be equally as important. And then also, if I can say anything, is put your personality into what you're doing online. It It is so powerful to be able to see the person behind the brand mm-hmm. or behind the scenes that I think if you do those three things in the new year, even yeah. if you're not super tech savvy, uh-huh. you're going to see some good results. You know, and I totally agree. Um, I, you know, when I decided to do exactly what you're saying for my business and it 
it compounded into everything that I've done since. My book was written after that. My coaching program that I've uh, started with after that. My whole, just by being willing to open up and connect as a person, which you just said, which was so hard for me to even comprehend, Mm -hmm. not being just that professional mortgage person, um, everything changed for me. And I will say that our our biggest platform for generating business in our mortgage business is is my coaching program Mm -hmm. because it's an opportunity behind the scenes they're seeing me, I'm seeing them, we're connecting on that whole other level. So um, for all of the mortgage uh, professionals and real estate agents that are listening today, a real shout out and a call to you. Call into the show, uh, get connected with uh, with Sarah and really see how to take your business to the next level and not just the business and lead generation, but the business and enjoying. I'm actually getting goosebumps right now um, because it's really powerful stuff in um, being able to connect with the people that most likely want to work with you because that's what it's about. You're going to be able to provide your most value to those people as well. So love what you're doing out there. Thank you. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thank you for uh, having me. We look forward to having you again in the near future. And that is the show. This is Tina Mitchell, your host, closing out for the day. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. And we'll be here next weekend, same time, same place, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. And enjoy your holidays till next week. Till next week. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.